Hi, it's Ellen, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the Weimar Constitution in Germany. Weimar was the place chosen for the Constitutional Convention because it represented Germany's culture rather than its militarism, which Berlin did. Berlin was also too unstable. Weimar seemed to signal a break with this past and suggest a new kind of future. So there are a wide range of parties on Weimar's political spectrum. So first we're going to talk about Germany's left-wing parties. This included the SPD, which was more moderate, the USPD, which was a more radical party, and the KPD, which was effectively communist. These parties tended to attract more working-class voters. So what did the left-wing believe in? They believed in greater economic and social equality, wealth redistribution, more taxation to spend on public services, and greater workers' rights. If we move to the centre of the spectrum, we see the DDP and the Zentrum parties. Now, these were both largely Catholic parties, but with a wide range of supporters and views. In general, we can consider these to be pro-Weimar Republic. The centre held liberal ideas such as individual and economic freedom, a more equal distribution of wealth and some taxation for public services. And then moving to the right-hand side of our spectrum, where there is the DVP and the DNVP. The right wing was conservative. It favoured authoritarian leaders, low taxation, traditional values, less equality, and most can be considered monarchists. So when the Weimar Republic came into being, there was lots of political turmoil and unrest. The USPD had left the government in December 1918. The Spartacist revolt took place in Berlin from the 4th of January to the 15th of January in 1919. And it was suppressed by the army and Freikorps with Eber's full support. As a result, over, over 100 workers were killed. The left-wing parties were bitterly divided over Eber's actions in the Spartacist uprising. In fact, the KPD never forgave the SPD, which Eber was a part of, and so the USPD split. Some joined the KPD, which was more radical, and some drifted to the more moderate SPD. In January 19, 1919, there were elections for the German Constituent Assembly. The KPD, which were the communists, boycotted them. Political parties that later voted for the constitution won 77% of the vote. The SPD had 38%, the Zentrum and BVP gained 20%, and the DDP had 19%. So, if we recap what we've just covered, we know that the elections for the German Constituent Assembly were held in January 1919, and the KPD boycotted them. But the main winners were the SPD, who had 38% of the vote. And if we're considering the political turmoil, which happened before the Constitutional Convention, we had the USPD leaving the government in December 1918, and how left-wing parties were bitterly divided over Eber's reaction to the Spartacist revolt. And finally, the Spartacist, Spartacist revolt itself, 
which was led by um, Rosa Luxemburg in January 1919. The terms of the Weimar Constitution. Weimar was the place chosen for the Constitutional Convention, as we discovered. And firstly, we're going to talk about the Lander and the Reichsrat. Germany, we must remember, was a federal state and it had only been unified in the late 19th century. The Lander, which means local states such as Bavaria, ran major services like education and the police. All state monarchs were replaced in November 1918. For example, the kind of the king of Bavaria. In an emergency, the federal, which means national government, could intervene in the Lander. The Reichsrat was the second chamber of the federal government, and there were 67 members from 17 Landers. The Reichsrat could advise the Reichstag, which we will see as the first chamber, and reject new laws, but could be overruled by the Reichstag. The Chancellor was the party leader who could persuade other political parties to work with them. This involved a lot of compromise and deals, which really could break down, as time will tell in the Weimar Republic. Next, the Reichstag. The constitution established a democratic parliamentary republic in which everyone 20 or older could vote every four years for a new parliament and every seven years for a new president. Proportional representation encouraged political participation by giving influence to minority views. As a result, a coalition government was the usual outcome. Changes of government happened more than every four years, and so did elections. So we must remember that a change in government doesn't automatically mean that there's a change in election. So in recapping, we've established that the main features of Parliament was that proportional representation encouraged political participation by giving influence to minority views. As a result, coalitions were the likely outcome. And finally, changes of government happened more than every four years, and so too did elections. And if we consider the governmental institutions, which we've just covered, we've established that Germany was a federal state, the lander, ran major services such as education, how state monarchs were replaced in November 1918, how the Reichsrat was the second chamber of government, and how there were 67 members from 17 Lander in the Reichsrat. So what were the strengths and weaknesses of the Weimar Constitution? Firstly, let's talk about the strengths. Strengths included how the Weimar Constitution was highly democratic. No one party could dominate without over 50% of the vote. As such, more people's interests were reflected in government. The president's emergency powers could also be checked by the Reichstag. However, there are some major weaknesses. This included how Germany had actually no experience of this level of democracy. So it was a big jump. Um, from the authoritarian monarchy it was before. Coalitions gave minority parties the balance of power, so it needed the traditional elite and imperial civil service who tended not to support the Weimar Republic. 
And next, we're going to cover some historians and how they viewed the Weimar Constitution. Firstly, we have Hayton Hinton, who said in 2000, the Constitution has been described both as the most democratic in the world and as a major reason why democracy failed in Germany. Carr, in 1987, highlighted that the problem for Weimar was the traditional elites with their traditional attitudes, as they were deeply anti-republic and pro-authoritarian, and how they wielded too much influence. He says, the spirit of imperial Germany lived on in the unreformed civil service, the judiciary and the office corps. So in terms of the benefits and strengths of the Weimar Constitution, we've established that it was very representative of the German population and their views and interests, and also how the president's emergency powers could be checked by the Reichstag. And when discussing the percentage of votes a party would need to dominate the Reichstag, they'd need over 50%, which you must remember is a lot. And when we're looking at the president and his powers, he could invoke emergency powers with Article 48 and was re-elected or a new one was elected every seven years. The president had the power to dissolve the Reichstag and could appoint or dismiss the chancellor. Thank you very much for listening. and um, We'll come back to you next time with the peace settlement. If this episode has got you in the mood for more revision, then head over to SenecaLearning.com where you can revise all of your A-level subjects absolutely free. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, then you will find a link in the bio. But if not, just type in SenecaLearning.com and you'll find us. While you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our revised podcasts, which cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.